Your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That doesn't get you fired up for playoff hockey. I don't know what will. Uh, Our boy, Connor McGahee, getting into it. Uh, It was like he was right there rinkside calling that fight between Gabe Landeskog and Braden Shen. Uh, awesome. Awesome call. Awesome game. And the Avalanche uh, get exactly what they needed to do is get game one. Get that first game under their belt. And they did it 4-1 to one over St. Louis. So welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today, yeah, we're going to be discussing game one. Because uh, that, that was that's how you want to start. No matter what team, no matter what seed you are, whether you are the number one seed or in a regular playoff tournament, if you're the eight seed, you always want that first game. It doesn't mean that you're out of it. But to get that first one, now you got the monkey off your back of just winning a game. And on top of it, now you're not fighting from behind. Uh, you know, and now you, you you have the home ice advantage and you keep that. So, you know, you want everything that comes with a game one, the Avalanche succeeded in doing that. And sure, the there were moments where St. Louis looked good and you expect them to you expect this game to to go uh, some people some people say like this game this series could go seven i don't see it going that far some people were saying a sweep i don't see a sweep i don't see five games i see a six game series but it wouldn't surprise me if the avalanche can keep playing like that that it would go five games uh maybe St. Louis steals one here, but man, the the talk all season long for the Avs is or was two things. Could they be physical enough and did they have the goaltending? Well, the goaltending was answered all season long and a resounding yes for that. And in terms of Philip Grubauer, in terms of having that ace, he's answered that and he came up big again last night when if you you watch that game on NBC Sports they were just falling over backwards for Jordan Binnington which I understand he he was keeping St. Louis in that game he made some really fantastic saves but the dam was eventually going to break when the Avalanche were getting as many shots on goal as they were getting on him law of averages just says they're going to get in this case, well, one was an empty netter. So three of them threw. And and that's what happened. And, you know, it was maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe a little bit you know, of Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon getting ticked. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. 
but it's this is an avalanche style of game and this they didn't have this the last time they played St. Louis. Last time they played St. Louis they were they were decimated a little bit. They had some players that were not there. Brandon Saad was not there. Uh Sam Gerard was not there. And St. Louis exploited that and really played an incredible defense. And I had said at the time that was the best defensive performance I had seen all year long, including Avalanche games. Uh, And that was just gone. The Avalanche had almost free reign at times to take shots wherever they felt necessary or wherever they saw fit. And it was Bennington who kept them in the game early on. But I I don't know about you, but just watching that game, I just felt like they're going to break through here. Uh, let me bring up the stats. I, they, they, had, they had at least 50 shots on net, I believe. Yeah, exactly 50. Exactly 50 shots on goal. So compared to 23 for St. Louis. So they doubled them. Uh, and... You know, the way that they started was exactly how you figured they would start. Game one in your home arena with fans there. And there was just shy of 8,000, but it felt like that arena was damn near capacity. Uh, And you are playing off of that. Don't even kid yourself. Uh, So it it was all avalanche early on, but St. Louis... They kept it close, and they kept it interesting, and they got that goal in the second. Uh, but going back to what I was saying earlier about the the goalie being one of the, the question marks and the other one being the physicality of this Avalanche team, they put up with everything St. Louis tried to throw at them. I think St. Louis, a little bit of their game plan was to knock the Avalanche on their butt or at least attempt to. And the Avalanche are people think because they they don't have as many hits. Uh, they're, they're I think they're lowest in the league in hits. And when you see that, yeah, that of course that's going to mean you you don't play a physical game. That doesn't mean you can't take it and dish it out when you have to. And that's what the Avalanche did. I mean, if you just look at the number of hits, St. Louis out hit them not by a ton. It's twenty one to sixteen. So just watching that game, it felt like an even game in in terms of who's doling out the hits. And the one that stands out to everybody is Gabe Landeskog. Uh, Gabe Landeskog throwing down with Braden Shen, and you heard our boy Connor McGahee call it. Uh, And it was on a nasty hit from Shen to Miko Rantanen, who I don't know about you, but it's kind of getting frustrating watching Miko Rantanen take a lot of these hits. And I and it, I doubt Edmonton Oilers fans are listening to this, but they might be saying, well, now you know how we feel with uh, Connor McDavid. And and I I've, I get that. I always get it. Uh, so, you know, some of the stars take some cheap shots every once in a while. and But it just seems like he is the guy. They're not going after McKinnon because McKinnon will take you out. Rantanen, he'll stand up for himself. Uh, but you know what Gabe Landeskog did is exactly what a captain does. Shen with a, you know, tried to trip Rantanen, stuck his leg out, um, and did, he did trip him. Could have been catastrophic if it caught him just right. And Landeskog said, you know what? Um, we're putting an end to this right now. 
And that was relatively early on in the game. It was in the first period. Maybe about halfway through, I want to say. Uh, yeah, almost exactly halfway through. And I think that sent a message to St. Louis. You're not going to do this to us this entire series. We know you want to. And, you know, the playoffs gets a little bit f- more physical. And uh, you, you might think you're going to be able to kind of impose your will on us from a physical standpoint. And I'm not going to let that happen. And that was a statement. That was a statement early on. They could have let it go, maybe a little bit pushing and shoving. But no, Landis Gog said, we are going at it. And this stops right here. So, and that did lead to a Gordie Howe hat trick for Gabe Landis Gog. So congratulations to him. Uh, but this is how you wanted this team to come out. They looked good. So we'll go through the stats and the players. A couple guys didn't look as great, but, uh, you know, when you win, you, you kind of forgive that every once in a while, but we do have to say, you know, obviously there are some things that they still need to work on. Of course there always is. So, but before we get to that, who are we going to hear from today? We are going to hear from rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about a section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. So going into the third period, like I said, I, I, I did feel good. I felt good how the Avalanche were playing. It almost is like that that last game against the Kings when everything, you know, the President's Trophy was on the line and it was uh, tied and you're, you're, or, or the Avalanche even, you know, were, were losing at the end of the first. But you knew the way that they were playing, just it, they were going to win out. And I felt that way. And maybe I shouldn't have because this is playoff hockey and anything is possible. But I just, you, you're just confident in this team. And I said to myself, I said, Nathan McKinnon needs to take this game over. He, he needs to start off uh, how he started last year in the playoffs, in the bubble. And what was it? 20 seconds. Let me see. Let me go to the third here. Uh, 30 seconds in, he did that. It was a great pass from Miko Rantanen. Um, and he went top shelf. And that's what you needed. You needed to get that early third period goal. Now you're playing with the lead. Now you're forcing them to, uh, you know, press um, and maybe make a mistake or two. And, you know, th- it was just all in the hands of the Avalanche. Now, McKinnon could have had all three goals in the third, but Landis got tip, tipped in the second one and then McKinnon got an empty netter. But that second goal from Nathan McKinnon, or excuse me, what could have been the second goal, the the second goal that was tipped in by Gabe Landeskog, that 
is all Nathan McKinnon because what happened is if you watched it, he got a stick to the face and nothing was called. And instead of going to the bench and, you know, maybe getting looked at, who knows how bad it was, he stayed out there and he didn't go hands up in the air. He had his hands to his his face. Clearly he was, you know, checking to see how much if how much blood was there, if there was blood, um, all the normal things you would do when you get knocked in the face. But he did not go back to the bench and he didn't complain to the refs. I watched him. And because the Avalanche took possession <clears throat> behind Grubauer, and I watched him specifically, and he turned around and when he didn't go to the bench and he started going up ice, I'm like, he's gonna make something happen. And he ha- he you knew he was going to take it was a pass from Gerard. And he was and <clears throat> McKinnon was just inside the blue line. And typically he doesn't take a slap shot from that position. But I think because he was so ticked off, he was winding up and letting it fly. And Landeskog got the redirect just barely. But that was all Nathan McKinnon. He was not going to the bench. He was going to take his anger out on the blues, on the puck, on everything. And that's why he's one of the best players in the game. Because he just he, he will channel that anger and use it towards good when the team needs it the most. And that put them up three to one. And you know, that that gave you that breathing room that you felt really good about and then the empty netter by McKinnon. Uh, so he could have had the hat trick in in one period alone in the third period, which is what you want. You want your star athletes to you want them to dominate all the time, obviously. Uh, but in the later rounds, in the later periods, in the later in the fourth quarter and the ninth inning and whatever that that's when uh, the stamina comes to the forefront, and that was Nathan McKinnon. So two and one for. McKinnon, a three-point night for him, a three-point night for Gabe Landeskog, one goal and two assists for him, uh, and the Gordie Howe hat trick, <clears throat> getting the fight in there. Miko Rantanen with two assists. So you got eight points for your top line. You got three goals and five assists. It's, it's what you do. <laughs> that is That is what your top line does in the playoffs when it matters the most. Uh, kind of going through just briefly, guys that I thought stood out and played pretty well. I thought uh, Valanchuskin played a really good game, a solid uh, defensive game from him, um, which is his style of game. I, I thought he thought he was in control. He did have six shots on goal, which is tied, tied with McKinnon and Rantanen. So, you know, nothing to show for it in the stat sheet, but I thought he played a very solid, solid game. Uh, Three blocks also to go along with those six shots on goal. Tyson Jost thought he continued to play very well, which we should now start getting to the mode of uh, this isn't surprising because he's been on a solid run for the past month plus. So a good game from him. Uh, Brandon Saad in his first game back had a couple chances, only two shots on goal, but had a couple opportunities to uh, get a goal in there. That might be just some some rust, but um, I thought he played overall relatively well. Um, and then, you know, Miko Rantanen did have a chance at a goal that just 
one of those things where he's standing right next to the crease and it just, you know, didn't go the way he wanted it to go. Um, but obviously he played well. On the defensive end, El McCarr with the first goal of the game on the power play. That sniper shot that he has is just incredible. Defensive end, I thought him and Taves played great. I thought Gerard played a good game. Ryan Graves played a, such an up-and-down game. I thought there were moments where he had some good possessions, and then he would have a really bad turnover. Um, and then he had one really bad penalty with the delay of game, of which he was trying to argue somebody touched it when you know nobody clearly nobody did. And then he had a tripping, which that that was just you know playing the puck hard, and it wasn't like he just lazily stuck his stick out there and tripped the guy. That one is kind of forgivable to me, but it, you know you, you got to know you got to kind of be a little bit more in control than what he was. But so his two penalties, but they didn't hurt the Avalanche, thank God. Uh, but he had an up and down game, in my opinion. Uh, Timmons, I thought played an okay game, and Nemeth. Uh, wait, I don't wonder how much he was out there. Wow, Nemeth was actually out there for eighteen minutes. I thought it was a little bit more than that. I just I just felt like he was always out there. Um, maybe you know the penalty killing helped him but all in all up uh, there's nothing maybe with the, the exception of the play of, of Ryan Graves who again still had moments that he did okay <clears throat> but you want to remove those mistakes remove he had some really bad turnovers um but other than that I thought from top to bottom they played a, a, a pretty solid game and you can see it in the numbers so where does this go from here where does game two? go what can you expect from st louis and what do the avalanche have to do to take a i guess you would say commanding yeah 2-0 lead in this series so we'll get to that next but we're going to hear from betonline.ag first it's the fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your sports action you have everything but baseball or everything but football pretty much in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the news odds and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA. So before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, before the next slam dunk, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get on the action as your teams take off for their runs in the playoffs head to the website and you use your mobile device to sign up and when you do you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts so game two is wednesday again in colorado and <clears throat> what you saw at the very very end of that game um some you know th- some punches and some throws being thrown around uh that's playoff hockey you're you're setting the tone for the next game you know the surprised you didn't see it more during the regular season because the regular season was all you know like the baseball schedule but um you expect the team that's losing to do that just throw some jabs in there 
uh, say, hey, you got us this time, but we'll be back next time. And you expect St. Louis to do that. And this is, this is what playoff series are like. You make adjustments. I think St. Louis needs to make a lot of adjustments on the defensive end, which I think that they will. Not having uh, David Perron in there hurts. That does hurt them. So he, he's, their, he's their scorer. And, uh, but, you know, don't tell an Avalanche fan that because we've had our share too. Um, so not having a, him in there. So they have to figure out ways to score because, you know, relying on Bennington to shut out this team is a tall order because that's really how you would think St. Louis can win this series is hold, try to hold Colorado to a goal and hopefully you can get a couple on them because Philip Grubauer is no slouch and and that's how they're gonna have to really dogfight for a win and you know they, they they're gonna still get physical just because Gabe Landeskog like I said had that fight and said you know we're not gonna stand for this doesn't mean that they're going to stop they're clearly going to keep going with the physicality but they they got to figure out ways to score the avalanche you really don't need to change anything. Shore up some of the defensive play, like I said, with Graves. Uh, but overall, your 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 penalty kill, you were uh, two for two on your penalty kill. On your power play, you were one for three. A couple power plays. The first power play looked good with the Kale McCarr goal. Uh, the other two didn't look. The second one, I think, was was the worst one. Uh, and the third one, you didn't get much in there. So, but St. Louis has a really good penalty kill, so you got to figure that out. That doesn't mean you, you know, you, you're just going to go in there and run your style of of power play and just hope you get one. You got to kind of have to change things up because St. Louis does have a good penalty kill. Uh, but so this is what happens. You know, Colorado will go out want to play the same type of game because clearly it worked for them. St. Louis is going to have to change things, and you now you have this back and forth, and who's going to win? Is Colorado going to win with continuing the style of play, or is St. Louis the way that they are going to change things? Will that have any impact? And that's the back and forth of a playoff series in any sport, especially in hockey. It's always fun to watch those, uh, the, you know, the chess match going back and forth. So we'll also see if guys like Bowen Byram come back because he's good to go. So I think Jared Bednar's thinking was I want to go with Timmons, Nemeth, and Graves. Uh, Graves is going to be there regardless. But uh, specifically maybe Nemeth and Timmons because you know St. Louis is going to come out and want to punch you in the mouth. And, you know, Nemeth can handle that. Timmons can handle that. Obviously Graves can handle that. So does that continue? You know, Bowen Byram's a skilled player uh, to have on the sideline. I don't know. We'll see if that changes from game to game. But um, they do have some healthy scratches that they could put in there if they wanted to. I believe Carl Soderberg is okay to go too. But this is a good problem to have for the Avalanches. You have a lot of players. And the bad problem is you only have so many slots. But, uh, yeah, overall this is, like I said in the beginning, exactly Exactly how you want to start your playoff run with a win, with a, a pretty dominant, in dominant fashion. To kind of send the message to 
the rest of the league. Because, you know, this was for the East Coasters. This was a late game, so they might be waking up the mor- in the morning just checking the score. And when they see 4-1, to one, they see... Oh, okay, yep. The Avalanche, we hear a lot about them. Uh, so, you know, they, they must have really stuck it to St. Louis. And they did. And they did. So... Uh, off to a good start is what you want. Keep the momentum going for game two and get the series in your command with a 2 nothing lead. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Uh, send any questions, comments, concerns to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and definitely follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche and Instagram, LockedOnAvalanche. Thank you for tuning in. Good abs win. One down, 15 to go. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!